Hello, hello, what's everybody doing out there? YDBT Daily, that's right, YDBT Daily coming at you every Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m. Your favorite shit-talking YouTuber um, that <clears throat> has probably the only channel that has any credibility and relevance uh, in terms of the car YouTuber world. A lot of the guys out there just kind of report the news, but I give you a little bit of sauce with it. Today, what we're going to talk about is something that I think, and I'm not 100% sure, but maybe one of you super keen listeners can do me a favor. Did I not predict that the UAW contract being awarded to the laziest working fucking bums I've ever met would affect Ford's bottom line and potential EV investment? And wouldn't you know it, they went ahead and announced that they will slash $12 billion in EV investments as a result of the UAW contract. Guys, I'm about to sneeze 500 times, so I apologize. I My allergies are really wicked <coughs> today. Also, a Ford dealer drops Ford. I don't know how it works, but I grew up in an area in, uh, in Massachusetts where one of the bigger dealerships was called Jerry Rome. Jerry Rome, this one guy, owned Jerry Rome Nissan. Jerry Rome Hyundai, Jerry Rome, or Belize, Belize Chevy, Belize Ford, Belize Hyundai, Belize anything. So one of those, imagine one of those people like a Belize or a Jerry Rome or your local shoemaker or whatever the hell, Schumacher, Chevy, Ford, whatever. They dump Ford because they're not willing to invest the necessary funds to keep the brand due to the way that, the, that Ford has been operating. Yes, that happened. And Tesla today gave you specs and had a delivery event for the Cybertruck, completely blowing out of the water with their predictions, meaning <clears throat> they thought they were going to get you a truck for 50000 bucks. No way. You can't get into a Cybertruck for under $60,000, even a base model piece of junk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about pricing. We'll talk about performance specs. We'll talk about the videos that they put out there, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the People, where the hell is Bill O'Reilly? Here he is. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. <laughs> I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <coughs> Fucking thing sucks. Absolutely. Ford sucks. That's right. Two hour solution. Rami Zaydan today making almost 960 rear wheel horsepower with an Odin equipped. F-150 Don Barrico Two Auto Solutions Hopefully get that thing in the nines Race Motor RaceMotor.com Not representing Russia Back from Russia Back from the gulags Back putting on Roll racing events We'll see what he's got going on Dina Performance Dina Performance.com Dina Performance um, According to people YDBT at checkout Is not working Or it, I think that's PMAS So I'm going to have to get with them Partron Partron.com They're now parting out The 350R That I was interested in I just could not swing it couldn't get financing for a salvage title, so I had to let that go. Check out the motor, though. Transmission about to be for sale. Conformance, conformance.com, conformance on Instagram. Ultimate Head, ultimateheader.com. PMAX, Nick James going to be at PRI introducing another flow bench or some shit. Who the fuck knows? And Calamar Transmission, calamartransmission.com, calamartransmission.com. He's sponsoring some drifter dude, and the drifter dude's like, MGW is the best shifter ever made. I'm like, boy, if it's the only shifter you've ever tried, of course you say stupid shit like that. Let's say hi to the people, and we'll get to talking for about 15 minutes. Then we'll talk whatever shit you want to talk about. Money 540, Nardi Mercado, Diego, Leo, Johnny Trans, Pacho, Great Escape, Pacho again, Josh Roy, YouTube Corrupt, and their free speech liberal company. 
My goodness. These allergies are nuts. Redbird, Valley, 10-speed, Coyote, Fury, Sublime GT500, Coca-Cola, Ian Martha. Now he has a Mustang. Now he's hanging out here. Now he's all F-A-K-A. F-U-A-W. <coughs> with his with his 10R80. Joe Jackson, Ian Martha, again, Big Ed Slater, Jacob DeLeon, Gray Mustang, Kellen Stocks, Kevin Biascochea, Biascochea, <coughs> Joe Swish, I'm going to sneeze and cough all episode. Pito Chiquito, Boxy Luxury, JD Swag, Five O Stallion, Andy Ali, Smack One, Travis, Back to Coma, Jeff Betts, Angel Puerto Rico, Mock E, Mock, Michael, Rodriguez, 2JZ, Fox Body, Hugh Janus in the house, EPA in the house, Naldo T. Skorsky, Hugh Janus again, Eric Roundtree, Slow 99, Kevin Callister, Eric Roundtree, Crowd, Conan Blue, The Wolf, Eric, De David, Phil Fez, Brain Horton, Bilabesh, let's get down to the bottom and get to the brass tacks here so we can talk some shit. Broke-ass white boy says dropping a like and watching the replay. Dixon, Eight Doms, Sambo, Leo, Brian, Reekin, Capcom, Jay, Smoking, Capcom, Car Life, Mr. Coca-Cola. Okay, so Twitter is where you want to go. The only place you're going to find <clears throat> actual news is Twitter. This is from Zero Hedge. It says, Ford offers updated 2023 guidance and it'll slash $12 billion in EV investments as a result of the UAW contract. Who saw that coming? Dr. Joe Brawley says, it's clear the EV market is dead. Just listen to the mainstream media. It is dead. And it will drive Tesla shares as a result. It is true. If you see, <clears throat> if you're Tesla, and you're seeing that the big three are ditching uh, EV, because let's just be honest, they can't compete. They can't compete with what they got going on. And now they announced a Cybertruck. Wait till you hear the specs on the Cybertruck. You're going you're gonna to go, <clears throat> gay, stupid. And then you're going to go, wait a minute. If I'm a truck guy, and if I got the dough, and if I already have a diesel truck that suits my needs, I have a daily driver that suits my needs, and I'm a truck guy, of course you're going to want a truck. Look, for whatever it's worth, the F-150 Lightning sold a decent amount of units. Not a lot, but they sold some units. <coughs> so... You don't think psycho Tesla fanboys are going to buy the Cybertruck just to be different? The problem with the F-150 Lightning was it was a stock-looking truck. It looked like any other Lightning. I've seen Lightning. I'm sorry. It looked like any other F-150 minus the grill. And if you know what you're looking for, you can maybe make one out. But let's be honest. I look at an F-150 Lightning, and I have to look closely to figure out if it's a Lightning or a regular F-150 or a work truck. A Cybertruck, you'll see it from a mile away. Now, we'll talk about their, their release, which was interesting today. Also, on Twitter, a, a car sales dude. Again, you got to follow this guy. This guy, even though he posts a lot of dumb shit, I think most of the time, he's pretty good with stuff. It says, Ford dealer dropping their franchise pretty wild. Just found out today, as of January 1st, we will no longer be a Ford dealer. This is an anonymous source. Owners are not willing to invest the necessary funds to keep the brand due to the way Ford has been operating. Now again, if you're one of these guys like a big dealership in your area, I'm sure this is one big dealership, Schumacher, Belize, or Jerry Rome, like where I grew up. If you have a successful Hyundai dealership, <clears throat> a successful BMW dealership, 
a successful Chevy dealership or GMC dealership. And they're all operating a certain way. You, you have predictable products. You have predictable <clears throat> um, sales. You have predictable uh, reliability. But Ford is the one outlier. It's like having four wheels on a car and one of them keeps being a problem. You're going to switch out that wheel. You're going to switch out the wheel bearing. Whatever is happening in that bank or that area, you're going to get rid of or change. <clears throat> so if I'm a very well-to-do dealership and I have many dealerships under my belt and one of them keeps acting up and being unpredictable, they got to go because it's just going to cost me money and headaches to keep them around. And finally, let's talk about the Tesla Cybertruck release. Two key videos I want to show you here. So acceleration we all talked about the cyber truck sorry it's just nasty it's just it's just dripping out it's going everywhere hey yo acceleration and towing slash pulling power let's talk about zero to 60 they put out a video of a cyber truck racing a 911 now that's for the layman that sounds impressive but for the initiated you go what kind of 911 gt3 gt3 rs gt2 carrera turbo s what what 911 but they just said 911 but they drag raced a 911 versus a cyber truck <clears throat> But wait, there's more. For those of you that missed it, it drag raced a 911 while towing a 911, and it beat it. Okay, it beat it. I think the actual 911 that is tow being towed lost by that much. So the Cybertruck, and this is the tri motor, if I'm not mistaken, while pulling a 911. Beat a 911 in a drag race. One more time. Remember when I said that these things will be 10 second trucks with the tri motor? The problem is they're also going to be $100,000. But wait, there's more. I love that. I saw that reaction live. I saw that reaction live and I absolutely loved it. Now, the other thing is the, t the pulling test. They basically had a uh, pulling contest between a Ford F-150 Lightning. I I'm sorry. I said Ford F-150 Lightning. Take that, Elon Musk. Versus a Rivian versus a F-350 versus a Cybertruck. And you know if Tesla is putting this video on, you know who won. But this is a pretty crazy visual representation of what they're up against. Take that, Elon Musk. Take that, Elon Musk. Okay, Rivian 256. Single rear wheel drive diesel. Oh, that's not good. That's not a good. No, no. Single rear wheel, but it's a four wheel drive because I see the front wheels chattering.
<laughs> it, had, it had to turn because it, it was going to run out of room. And then finally, they shot it. They shot it with a gun. And it is literally bulletproof. So if you have ops, you might want to get yourself a Cybertruck. Now, <clears throat> why do you want a bulletproof truck? Well, the real question is, why don't you want a bulletproof truck? So seriously, it's silly, but it at least tells you the strength of the materials that they're working with. It's nothing that is out there that is available. And he went out there and finally said something to the people. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but go fuck yourself. Is that clear? Take that, Elon Musk. So... This Cybertruck, the specs with the Cybertruck in terms of what you're going to expect to see in terms of um, uh, what you're going to pay. Let's look for that so that you can really understand what you're dealing with because it looks like the payment, what is it, Brownlee, Brownlee, whatever the hell, uh, Cybertruck price. I'll tell you what the price is. They also have a thing called, they, they call the top tier Cybertruck the Cyber Beast. So... This is what they got. Let me see. Uh, the Cyber Beast, which is going to be their top tier version of that truck. Oh, Jesus Christ, Alex. You're, you're just really doing a number today. <clears throat> It'll be delivered next year. A th 100,000 bucks. 2.60 to 60. That's GT3. I'm sorry. Uh, the turbo fucking all-wheel drive one. The top tier one. Only 130 top mile an hour top speed. 845 horsepower. 10? That's not right. That's not right. Is that right? 10,296 pump feet of torque? <laughs> Is that right? <coughs> Did you not mean 1,000? And 11,000 towing capacity. And then that's $100,000. And the next version down is like $70,000. And then from the, the, the base base version is $60,000. It is not cheap. But you and I both know how much were F-150 Lightnings going for when they first came out. They were going for big money. They were legit going for big money. So, I don't think this is out of the realm of possibility like the Model S Plaid, like the Model S, like the Model X, like the Model, like the high tier Model Y. The prices are commensurate with super high-end stuff that's out there. So if you want a bulletproof, 10-second, uh, Truck that'll tow 11,000 pounds, turns on a dime, and it has steering by wire, which I'm still leery about. It'll probably work fine because if anyone has it working well, it's Tesla. But there is no physical connection between the steering wheel and the front tires. Just like Corvette has brake by wire. C8s, some, or all, are all brake by wire. So I'm kind of leery about that. But I thought that was interesting news that came out today. What do you think about Ford ditching EV because of and then blaming it on UAW? That's my favorite. So the administration is a highly, they're pro-union. So they're like, we want the union guys to get money. We also want to force the big three to push EVs. And then Ford says, by the way, because they went on strike and we gave in to their demands, 
now we can't fuck with EV. And I think they use that as a scapegoat because I think they would rather pay their employees than to invest mandated money from the government to invest in a loser, which is EV. So if anything, you can look at the fact that they had a strike as a cop-out to not invest in EV. And they're going to have to look at the administration and say, well, we either invest in EV or give money to the UAW. Which one do you want, administration? It might have been a, a, a 3D chess situation, 5D chess, but I'm not 100% sure Ford came out on top with that one. How much more miles does the Cybertruck get over the Lightning? What's the Delta? I think 100 miles. A fully loaded Lightning. You and I both know once you are fully charged, they advertise 260. But in reality, you're getting about 190 to 180. I think the Cybertruck's going to be the same. I don't think it's going to be anything better. I don't think range is going to be better. And he has gotten some criticism for that. Now, there is a range extender that they're selling, which to me is bullshit. Because if I'm buying a $100,000 truck, why doesn't the range extender come as as an option? Meaning, or come... um, as the base package in the $100,000 version of the Cybertruck. Look, I'm just blown away by all that bullshit. I'm just blown away by all the electric car stuff, the price. You and I both know without subsidies and without petroleum-based stuff, EV doesn't exist. I don't look at it as saving the planet. I look at it as performance. I don't give two shits about the planet. Planet literally cuts itself in half and starts spewing ash up in the fucking atmosphere. For all your efforts of trying to combat global warming, one day the planet might fucking sneeze and throw a fucking ash cloud and cover the sun for five years. So saving the planet is not my focus with EV. It's the performance. Just seen your IG story. That's my Whipple 5.0, badass. Carmine almost 700 horsepower pump gas, which to me... Is a little much, but I think they used a little octane booster just to make sure the car was happy. <clears throat> the guy who got the first lightning at an insane markup is punching air right now. They claim the curb weight for the all-wheel drive model is 6,603 pounds. 10K torque? How much does that thing weigh exactly? Alex, just buy an EV already. Fast Rider, are you salty that I talk about EVs? You got a motorcycle in your fucking photo. Like, are you salty that I talk about EVs? EVs, I think, are great in terms of performance. But what the hell? I can't modify them. There's nothing to modify on an EV. So it's a loser for me. I would buy it if I made a lot of money or I needed the um, or I needed the, the, the break in taxes. But right now, I don't. So fuck it. Like I said a long time ago, says Lifestyle, on this show, market determines what they build. I said, I said, I, I-S-G-A-F. What the government or Ford or Chevy or any manufacturer says, 100% determines what they build is in the market. It's impressive. It's just soulless. What do you drive? Tell me what soul is in your car. What do you drive that has such a great soul? I would understand if it's some kind of like Ferrari, you know, high-end Corvette. Something that warrants you saying the word soul. But if you got an S197 in your fucking profile pic, there is no soul in that thing. It's a fox body. What kind of soul is in a modern fox body? Get out of here. 
That truck would check two boxes, replace the Escalade, and be quick daily. The plaid would have been... Now you're talking, Ken Phillips. See, Ken Phillips? Now you're talking. The plaid to me would have been useless. It would have been just a toy. The Cybertruck would actually take place of the Escalade that doesn't get driven more than 100 miles a week. And if I got to go long range, I'll just deliver the car. I'll just I'll just get a, 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 a what do you call it, a... Uh, shipping service and if i gotta bring the car anywhere i just ship it to the place i don't care i wonder what cyber trucks will do when insurance companies will have to insure them well they did crash testing and there is a bit of a problem the problem with the cyber truck is that it is so heavy and so let's just say small for a truck it's no bigger than an f-150 in terms of length but it is like insanely heavier so according to the crash test, and we'll look them up. Let me see, because um, Elon Musk said something in one of the crash tests, and I said, bro, that, does, that sounds bad. It sounds bad. It sounds bad to say what he said. He basically said, you will not lose in a crash test, meaning in a crash. If someone crashes into you, they will lose. And I thought to myself, you know, that could be seen as many different ways. More truck. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. They shot it. Okay, okay. They did the stupid thing where they threw a, a baseball at the window, but in actuality, what they threw at the window the first time was um, like a like a like a like a metal ball. But let me see. They talked about utility. Let's let's look at it. Uh, I was on the Joe Rogan show, and uh, Joe bet me a dollar that his armor-piercing steelhead arrow would go through the car. It uh, hit. Now he owes me a dollar. <laughs> Let me see. Piece of uh, wide, and wide, and you can fit um, four by eight feet, uh, four, four by eight pieces of plywood in with the with the uh, with the back down. So okay, um, so there's a part where he was talking about the there was a part he was talking about the crash tests. The rollout was weird because he was standing at the back of the truck and couldn't actually really see him. Do you have any car? Piece of the, uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We adjust the damping according to it can set the the right height at any at, at low height anything it'll automatically adjust the damping according to uh, how much load it's carrying oh. and the road conditions. Uh, it has a 17 inch ground clearance. That that's a true 17 inches. That it, with, typically with a truck you'll you'll get the differential hanging down low uh, the rear differential and that's what you'll high side on a rock. Uh, but this is this has a completely flat bed, so you could you could uh, drive over basically anything. We I mean, <clears throat> that makes sense, right? If you're if you're driving off road, you got to worry about the differential, the transmission, the transfer case, things hitting. This thing literally doesn't have that issue. Actually, uh, did, took the Cybertruck on a, a Baja rally drive. So, How'd you charge it? Um, and this actually makes it very easy to drive. It actually, and it has a turning circle less than a Model S. So this thing can pack, practically turn it, you know, rotate on a, you know, dime, basically. Um, Where are the crash tests? The so crash test is what I wanted to see. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they delivered them. Too bad. I wish they showed the, 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 the crash test. It was impressive. And you got to understand, guys, you can hate Elon Musk all you want. You can hate electric cars all you want. This is an innovative product that hasn't been made. It just hasn't been made. So for its 
for at face value, you have to be impressed with the balls to build a a 100% new vehicle based on nothing else. Based on nothing else. This is 100% new. And you haven't seen anything like that since maybe Rivian, right? And Lucid, well, they have a complete new... Now they have a sedan, a small car, two SUVs, and a truck. Now what they need is a legit fast car, the Roadster. And some people are a little pissed off at the fact that the range isn't great on the truck, which means the range, due to the current technology in battery, battery, current battery technology, not a lot of people are very uh, optimistic that the Roadster that's going to come out is going to be 600 mile range and go, you know, 250 miles an hour. So if the Roadster comes out, it has to be faster than the Rimac Nevera which is an eight-second car. So we'll see how all that goes. <clears throat> Tesla drivers are just an Altima drivers with good credit. A 10,000-pound Cybertruck on the road terrifies me. Oh, really? Then stay inside. Stay inside. Oh, uh, how, about, how about a big rig truck, 18-wheeler? That don't terrify you? But a Cybertruck terrifies you? Get out of here. Terrifies you. Do you know that there's Mustang owners out there crashing into everything? Stop it. In my opinion... The Cybertruck isn't necessarily designed to beat every truck that's out, but rather to prove that they can do it and show the strengths of an EV. It's not as limiting to gas as people think. Really sit down and think about what you do with your daily driver truck every day. Think about it. Do you live 100 miles from your job? No, you live less than 30. If not, you're stupid. You live less than 30 miles from your job. Your commute is probably not more than 40 minutes. Your Cybertruck has a 290-mile range. You can go four days or so without having to recharge, and you can recharge in probably an hour. At home, maybe eight <laughs> overnight if it's 110. And they did redesign the infrastructure around home infrastructure, but it is also capable of supercharging. So please stop this stupid Stupid argument that you need 500 miles range when you don't drive more than 100 or 200 miles a month in your car. Stop it. Definitely, they literally are throwaway vehicles. Hybrid, in my opinion, is more immediate. Here you go. I just hate people that do the same cyclical argument all the time. I agree with you. But you're not excited over a new product? You talk about the battery life of this thing being an issue, but you... You stupid sons of bitches buy a brand new iPhone that does the exact same thing your current iPhone does just because? Like, please don't be hypocrites. Please, let's let's carry that thought process out to everything in your life. Throw away. Then throw away your electric tools. Throw away your electric phone. Throw away everything that is electric powered in your life. Please, stop being a hypocrite when it comes to electric cars. Elon's about to be axed. He keeps coming out. No, he won't. <laughs> He's about to be axed. He keeps coming out with vehicles that don't wear out. No, he won't. If you see how they drive in the DMV, you would understand. That's the DMV. That, 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 that's an issue to that. That's an issue to that. Okay? That's an issue to that area. The DMV. 
And you have a kid in the backseat. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam Griffin. Your child is more important than anything else anyone ever did ever. But there's 18 wheelers around where you live, right? Are you scared of the 18 wheelers? Are you scared of the buses? Are you scared of the big rigs? Are you scared of the diesel trucks? Don't be scared of the cyber trucks. Stop being such a fucking clown with your bullshit. Stop it. There's guys with CDLs you wouldn't let screw in the light bulb. Be safe out there, guys. Exactly. But he's afraid of the cyber truck. Meanwhile, the Model Y is like fucking 5,000 pounds. The Model S is like 4,800 pounds. Stop it. What about the Soul? What about the Soul, Alex? Meanwhile, you get your Milwaukee and you buzz out that lug nut and you go badass. Boom! Damn! I love this M18. This thing will break my goddamn wrist. Electric car? Ha <laughs> ha! No Soul! And guess how many of y'all vape? Raise your hand if you vape. With your battery sucking in smoke, strawberry, vanilla ass. Huh? Battery suck. iPhone, electric drill, vape. Fuck out of my life with that bullshit. I'm still rocking an iPhone SE second gen. Everyone asks why I don't upgrade because I'm not paying 2000 for a new one. Looking like peasant chat. It is looking like the peasant chat. It sounds like people here are saying absolute nonsensical shit. Dad says, y'all dogging this truck's electric battery, throw away your electric fridge, boy. Everything that you own that's electric should be thrown away if you think electric vehicles are not viable. Tesla has proven that they are. Ford doesn't because Ford does not know how to build a brand new from the ground up electric vehicle. Tesla does. The new iPhone has no soul. Just saw a cyber truck driving around my parking lot near my home a few weeks back. It looked badass. I'm a truck guy, and I hope it succeeds. It would be nice to have a hybrid diesel. EV town, drive diesel for the highway driving. Think of the possibilities. It's fun to think about where it could go. Donk cyber truck coming in hot. Thoughts on Xander 13. Don't know shit about Xander enormous tits. Isn't the Hummer EV way heavier too? Right. What's the Hummer EV way? But Adam Griffin says he has a child in the back. So he doesn't want cyber trucks around because he has a child in the back. Hummer EV. Wait. Um, 10,400 pounds. Hey, Adam Griffin. Is it Adam Griffin? Is that his name? What about Hummer EVs? Oh, my God. Watch out. Timmy in the back might be in trouble if there's a Hummer EV in your neighborhood. Bro, you know these people out there making those arguments with emotions? First of all, you're making an argument with an emotion. So that tells me you're already fucked up. Love you. And thanks for being a member. You're still doing the same dumb shit. Sucking in my soul through that vape. Vapes are peaky, gay. Uh, vape, ah, uh, weed, ah, uh, iPhone, having a... <laughs> vape, ah, uh, weed, ah, uh, iPhone, having a... Uh. I'm not dogging the Cybertrack, Alex. Just shitty drivers. If you want to buy one, that's awesome. I can't, guys. I can't today. I don't want to get into some shit with some guy that singled out a Cybertruck. Singled out a Cybertruck. We tell him there are there are CDL drivers that shouldn't be driving. There's diesel trucks. Hummer EVs weigh 10,000 pounds. Then the tone changes. Um, my phone battery performance ain't nothing to write home about. Um, how many of you got RC cars exactly? Cybertrucks weigh less than the Hummer EV and can almost tow twice the weight. Alex is mad we don't like EVs. No, no, no. I'm mad that you guys are stupid. There's a difference between not liking EVs and being ignorant to EVs. 
I worked as a millwright, and you've heard this a million times. I know the power, the power of electric is unparalleled by anything gasoline, diesel, anything. Instant torque, instant power. The issue is the life or the draw. So what they do is they make a very powerful vehicle, have about a 300-mile range, and the performance destroys sports cars' performance. So I look at that and I go, amazing, amazing feat of engineering, amazing product, amazing that a company had the balls to make from the ground up without any other previous chassis a brand new vehicle and present it to you in the public and you sons of bitches go, it has no soul. If that's the argument, if that's the only argument you have against EV, fine. Now, my issue with EVs are this. When government pushes them down your throat, I think that's wrong. I can have my cake and eat it too. I can say EVs are awesome in terms of the performance and the capabilities and in the same breath say they should not be pushed down my throat. I mean, it's not that hard. Tesla does not have a lock on their patent. Ford coulda, shoulda, woulda. Tesla is the only EV I would buy. EVs are fine, but the way government is pushing it and trying to get rid of ice is what I have issues with. So do I. Uh, Nitrous bias plies. What's up, brother? The G-Wagon curb weight is close to 6,000 pounds. But Timmy in the back can't be around cyber trucks. An electric car would out 60 foot anything. I agree. Resistance is the issue. Solid state for the win. I agree. Just like I said, we live in the worst time. We have futuristic ideas. But we don't have the technology to make those ideas desirable and affordable. So if we had the battery technology, solid state, instant charging, cheap fuel, insanely efficient everything, and lightweight electric vehicles that pump out big horsepower and torque, nobody would be talking about souls. Nobody would be talking about souls. Wow, how did you get that from what I said? I never said anything bad about the Cybertruck. Stop assuming just to pick a fight. I agree with you. There's no argument to be had. <laughs> but Timmy, Timmy's in the backseat. I can't be having some Cybertrucks in the fucking the DMV. Department of Motor Vehicles? Or do you mean like Maryland, Virginia shit ass shit? This dude is scared of a Cybertruck. Meanwhile, there's 10 feet tall Jeeps with short ball joints wanted to take everyone out with Mustang style. Evie's click reliability. Three, three. When EVs click reliably three to 400,000 miles, then people will finally switch. Isn't there a million mile Tesla somewhere? I thought I saw that. Do you think cloud chasing clowns will jump over to the Grand Canyon? <laughs> you know, we have created a completely uh, unique way of talking about YouTubers and clowns. About... Super Dave <laughs> jumping over the Grand Canyon and stuff. I fucking love it. I love it because a lot of the young guys never got to experience Super Dave, <laughs> Super Dave live. Super Dave was the best. Um, 
if you grew up when I grew up, when it was Al Bundy, a shoe salesman, being able to afford a 3-2 and a smoking hot redhead for a wife. And then at night, you saw Super Dave trying to do ridiculous shit. And then you see what YouTubers are trying to do now because, look, let's be honest. A lot of us miss old YouTube. Remember old YouTube? Some guy would go, hi, this is a B303 camshaft, and I'm going to install it in my small block Ford. Takes a shitty camera, and he goes, be careful not to nick the cam bearings while installing the camshaft. Okay, these are Lunati shit, Lunati lifters with a link bar. I'm going to oil them and put it in each bore. You would sit there and stare at that guy, put a small block forward together, and you're like, whoa. You know what I watch now? I watch people mow yards. Yeah, there's a guy who mows yards for free. And he is the nicest guy on the planet. He does it for video, but he also does it to be kind and nice. And he gave some vet like 10,000 bucks. Did a, did a GoFundMe. And I am fascinated by those videos. No bullshit. No crazy editing. No crazy kapow, ka-ching, tap in. I don't fuck for free. Down, pow. Simple. Hello, I'm going to cut this guy's yard. Watch me cut this guy's yard. <laughs> I love that. Who the fuck is Super Dave says enormous tits? That's right, Dodge. Rest in peace, Ken Block. Super Dave Osborne was hilarious. Al Bundy is the GOAT. That show would never be aired in today's world. The RC Battery World just got crazy with the technology. Even they get messed up. Who else misses FPS Russia? The ad revenue dropped and they pulled 50% garbage and it went downhill from there. Those are the best videos. The before and afters are insane. The guy who mows designs is pretty cool. Bro, the free mowing channels? I can't stop watching. I don't get it. It's so satisfying to see. Guys, there was a girl today. Brenda Mondragon, the chiropractor, adjusted a woman with the biggest ass. Obviously, it was a mommy makeover. Right? But I couldn't stop looking at her ass. So let's see if <laughs> Mondragon, again, I watch chiropractic adjustments like a psychopath. And for some reason, I can't stop watching them. So this woman goes in and says, Oh, I got pain. And look at the cooling. Look at the cooling, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, stop it. Let me adjust your back. Yeah, right pull here. on that back. Yeah, pull on that. Look at, look at the, look at the. Chiropractors, right? Let me let me bring the the quality way the fuck down, right? And let's be honest, people watch this channel for her rack. Okay, so we're gonna go for this pelvis. Yeah, go right for here. it. Yeah, pull on that shit. Oh, I'm come on, crack your that shit. You're not. I've got oh, you. Oh, come on, crack I've that shit. The let's more go. You relax, the better. I promise you. Let's go, go. crack her back. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, okay. Again, I watch that shit for hours, for hours. Okay, so. YouTube has to get back to the old school way of just teaching you things. This crazy thing of, like, I think Whistling Diesel, if anyone is going to be affected first, it'll be channels like him. The Eventually, people are going to want to just learn something because YouTube is such a great place to learn something. 
I'm doing my best because I am in this world all the time, the car performance world. And when I see a trend like Ford, I love to see the finished product, right? I remember starting to talk about Ford pumping out electric vehicles and thinking that they were going to do all that great. And, you know, take that Elon Musk. I said when he said that he basically signed his own death certificate. After that, it probably made Elon Musk go, wait. Go fuck yourself. Wait. Just, just get, let me cook. But let me cook. Go fuck yourself. And now, if you want a EV truck, the best EV manufacturer now makes one. So I love following the news and trying to teach you guys and see trends. And then you can almost tell the future based on the trends that you're seeing out there. You can actually make a, a leap in terms of what you think the market is going to do based on what, you know, you just have to kind of pay attention. But no, you guys want to see guys do just dumb shit. And I'm blown away by that. That ass though, exactly. Like why body Shelby? I have my CDL and I'll drive that dump truck. She's hauling. Uh, they live only 50%. Check them out. Project, Fa Project Farm is only a good one I can watch all day in depth comparisons, tests on tools and other things. Industry Garage is a good channel. Just some boys in a body shop, warehouse, making electric, all carbon fiber, 240Z, scratch, no crazy editing or drama. Honestly, I've almost built my whole drivetrain off watching YouTube videos and then drawing my own conclusion. Okay, so thank you. Appreciate it, Midget Toss. I'm telling you, it's Benadryl is the only thing that worked and it puts me to sleep. So I took two and I'm about to crash after this. <clears throat> so based on what you guys, okay. What is this channel taught you that you previously didn't know. Do me a favor, guys, and be honest. What has this channel taught you? And again, I have over... How, how many videos do I have? Five, Alex. How many videos do I have? I have over 1,400 videos. Okay? 1,400 videos. Just look right here. 1.4 thousand videos. So let's look up Cletus. Okay. Uh, Cletus McFarland. Hell yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's the same amount. A massive channel with like 30 people running it in the background has the same amount of videos. What have you learned from this channel that you previously didn't know before? Because a lot of people probably thought Coyote was no different than a four valve. By the way, did you guys hear about <clears throat> the argument that a Coyote Mustang or a Coyote motor is not a modular motor? And I kind of agree with it, and I'll explain why. Um, <clears throat> you can be a piano teacher on YouTube. Just got to stay one lesson ahead of the student. That's funny. This is my news outlet. I get all my Coyote content from Alex. And I mean, Frank says, I've learned how not to crash while laughing my balls off. Uh, Tesla specialized in electric vehicles and everyone else should stick with what they do best. Let's make fast and loud ice cars until we can't anymore. The last hurrah. Your channel has taught me that all pump gears are completely unnecessary in a high horsepower application. 
I was at 800 horsepower, and Jake has it as at a thousand horsepower. Still, to this day, no issues with his old pump gears. How to blow up a four-wheel drive F-150? That Coyote is badass, NA or boosted, and I'm an LS guy. How to kill sway sway on bias plies? Look at that. Claritin D works fine. No, Claritin didn't work for me, and neither did um, Allegra. It's only Benadryl. You've taught me everything I know about the Coyote platform. Before finding this channel, I thought the Coyote was an updated 5.0 from the Fox bodies. That you hate everyone. You're not wrong. People are so stupid and dense. I can build a Mustang from your channel, and I know, and I own a Neon from what I've learned, and I've learned that PMAS cold there is the only way to go. Uh, every time I look at Flora's head, it makes me want a twin turbo Coyote, and I don't know why. Timing, diminishing returns, how to save my money, do not run a race program. Okay, so... The other day, somebody mentioned that the Keith Ray mentioned that the Coyote motor is not a mod motor. But I understand what he meant. And let's talk about what that means. The Coyote is a design. So Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, all truck, all Predator, all GT350 parts are interchangeable in a Coyote design. You can't put four-valve Cobra heads on a Coyote. You can't put Trinity GT500 heads on a Coyote. You can't put Coyote heads on a Trinity. You can't put Predator heads on a Trinity. You can't put Predator heads or 350 or Gen 2 or Gen 1 heads on a four-valve short block. So they got into a bit of a pissing match over it. And I said, wait a minute, you guys are basically saying the same thing. There is a family of modular. For example, a Chevy 350 and an LS, while they might be similar in cubic inches, they're not interchangeable. Small block Ford, obviously, is not interchangeable with 4.6, 5.2, 5.4 stuff. So I don't even understand why they were arguing. But modular means, let's say, interchangeable, right? You can put a 5.4 components or 5.4 components in a 5.8 and vice versa. And Cobra stuff. You might be able to make some stuff. The only thing that changes things are three valves and two valves. That kind of changes the game a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think you can pretty much interchange a lot of the 5.4, some Cobra stuff, and 5 uh, eight stuff while coyote is completely interchangeable between gen 1 gt350 and predator so you gotta understand that sometimes you guys get into pissing matches that shouldn't even shouldn't even be made it's it's a bit of a silly argument but but i you're both right but this is the other caveat to that if an ls is modular meaning um uh, 48562 ls uh yeah up to yeah up to 62 ls3 all that bullshit if that's all interchangeable and it's modular why aren't they allowed mod motor nationals because mod motor nationals or mod nets does not specifically say ford so that race series needs to evolve. Keep the name, because it's silly. But you need to allow LS and small block forward stuff in there. 
Because if the term modular only goes to four, six, five, four, and five, eight, you're going to have four racers show up to your house. And exactly, Ashley Fox. So by that thought process, they need to outlaw coyotes in mod nets. So if coyotes are not mod motors, then make it, call it the three valve, two valve, five, four, five, eight nationals. And five people will show up. One of them will be a six second car. The rest will be seven and eight second cars. And the, the, the race event can be held in a half a day. Qualifications between 8 and 10. Eliminations between 10 and 12. Go home. So, I think that that race needs to severely evolve to stay alive because no asses were in the seats at all. Tuning triangle. Yes, exactly. You taught me how to build the Mustang using goals. Some aftermarket parts are subpar. Exactly. I had a gentleman today, and I'll talk about this. So, a gentleman today says, hey, Alex. I have this weird surging that happens at about 3,000 RPMs with my Gen 1 Coyote with a TVS. I go, okay. Uh, the logs look good. You're making like 15 PSI at 3,000 RPMs. What is your pulley combo? 2-4 upper, 20%. I go, what? You have a 20% and a 2-4 on a Gen 3? He goes, yep. Of course it's going to surge forward. It's making 15 pounds of boost at 30-some hundred RPM. I can't stop that air from entering, no matter how much timing I cut. You either slow down the bypass shutting or lower your boost severely. And he goes, no, I think it's tune-related. So I had to sort of just explain to the gentleman. I was getting a little frustrated, but I said, look, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He just put pulleys on and expected the car to run a number. I said, let me ask you a question. What is the peak boost that combination will make? He said, 25 pounds of boost. Guys, do you know what pulleys you need to make 25 pounds of boost on a Gen 3R? You need a thimble at the top and a dinner plate as the crank pulley. So I said, sir, that's a race-only combo. And to be honest, I have a similar combo. My Mustang... GT500 has a 10% and a 3.5 on a 4.5 liter Whipple. That thing makes 20 PSI at 4,000 RPMs. Luckily, it's a manual. His is an auto. And I have a situation where the bypass shuts closed, sh shuts uh, slowly because I have a nitrous pill in the line. So it is predictable. And I had to explain it to him. And you know what? He understood. I said, sir... It's real simple. If you want that car to drive well, you're going to have to lower the boost considerably. Peak 15 pounds of boost. So that at 3,000 RPM, you're making 10, not 15. He's like, oh, okay. And you know what? We were good. But a lot of people think, let's say, for instance, you call VMP. You're like, hey, I'm Luntune. I want to make 1,000 horsepower. Well, VMP is not going to say this. Do you drive your car on the street a lot? No, they're going to say, Gen 3R, 2.4 upper, 20%. And you go, okay. Then you have us tune it. And you go, why does it lunge forward, like aggressively, at 3,500 RPMs? And I'm like, do you drive this car on the street? Yeah. Why the hell would you put that pulley combo 
on a car you drive on the street a lot. The VMP should have said, this is too aggressive for the street. We need to keep you at about 15 PSI peak. So that'll be a 3.0 upper and a 10% lower. No. Or 3.2. Like a dinner. You need a huge pulley on the top if you have a 10%. I mean, I was blown away by that. I look at the term modular as a type of family of engine. The 465458 is a family as much as the 5052 Voodoo and 52 Predator. Because to me, they're grouped together in the same family. I agree. Those guys were having the same family. Okay. Okay, guys. So let me ask you. Ford guys in the chat. Who do you consider to have the fastest modular Ford on the planet go? Right. So now you're, you, you can make that argument fit your criteria. You can say, well, I have the fastest 5.4, modular, but this guy has a Coyote version of the modular. So let's just do a blanket statement. Who owns the fastest, quickest, in the quarter mile, modular Mustang or modular powered anything on the planet go. We'll see what you guys say. Crossrod says, how you're thinking of modularity, LS fits the class, but not what they mean. I know. No. No. Brandon Mitchell says the 6.8 Triton V10 is considered modular motor as well. You're right. Robosal says Mahovitz, which he's not wrong. He owns a 4.6. Brett LaSala Owns the quickest Coyote. Well, I'm sorry. MMR owns the quickest Coyote. Regardless if it's billet. Regardless if it's stroke to death. It is a design. Now, if you want to break it down into asterisks and say, well, I have the fastest factory long block Coyote. Well, that's Brett LaSala. And you want to break it down even more. You can say, oh, factory computer. Okay, Lund Racing. But nobody breaks it down like that. So if you make a blanket statement, okay, let's have let's talk to Chevy guys. Chevy guys, who owns the quickest, fastest? Hmm, small block Chevy on the planet. So this is the problem. You're gonna say, well, technically the LS uh uh-uh, is the LS a small block Chevy? Is the 5348 five, five, and 6.2 considered, or 6.3, 6.2, whatever, LS3, are they considered a small block? Right. So you could say, let's say you're an LS guy and you have the stock bottom end record and you've been 730s. Well, you could say, I have the quickest small block Chevy and then a small block Chevy guy would say, no, you don't because that's an LS design. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those weird arguments that only occur on the internet. In real life, no one cares. As far as I know, Steve by wire hasn't been approved yet. Did Tesla say it was approved? Yes, it is steer by wire. It's approved. It's done. Ron Rhodes, uh, Midget Toss is breaking down based on family. Uh, module is like I have one of ten red Chevy Corvette Stingray with black seats and stitching. I agree. That's what my thought was, Craig. Um, Cletus laughed my ass off. He holds no records. LS is Gen 3, 4, Chevrolet, small block. Ah, there you go. 
318 Mark says LS7 7.0 is considered a small block. 318 Mac, do you think a guy that grew up on Chevy 350s would consider the LS7 is a small block Chevy? They would say no. They would say it's an LS. So, if you're saying Ford Modular or Dual, let's just make it simpler. Who owns the quickest Ford dual overhead cam powered anything anywhere? MMR. So just cut the term modular out of it. Cut the term um, coyote family, four valve family, modular family. The quickest and fastest dual overhead cam motor on the planet in our world is MMRs. And you can't argue with that regardless whether you like them or not. Yeah, LS is a small block. And Chevy, so SBC in my eyes, more crank support, better heads. But can you put a set of Chevy 350 from a from an, uh, an 80s car onto an LS? Yes or no? If you cannot, is it a small block? It's really easy with Ford because Ford went overhead cam. Stop saying modular. Say overhead cam. And that simplifies everything. Good discussion. Modulars are coyote, definitely separate families. The micro records kill me. I had the fastest 13 race red glass roof California special with NAV NA. No, because he can't build the LS, he doesn't have to adjust the valves. Nice. Jonathan Michael Caprizi holds a stock bottom LS record. Rods, pistons, and block. MMR becomes CMR. Unformed question, what is MMR's record? 5.5 something. MMR record, Coyote. MMR shatters the world record engine to a 3.72 at 212 miles an hour in the 8th. Oh, my Lord. So, let's go to uh, MMR. MMR record. Coyote. 567. 567. 265 is the recognized quickest and fastest overhead cam Ford engine-powered drag racing vehicle, period. The new LT engine... Gen 5 is 9397 was LT was Gen 2, which was just an updated Gen 1 small block Chevy. Okay. What about the camera engine back in the day? Who cares? Uh, LS is considered third gen small block Chevy, I believe, but it does depend on who you ask. I'm going to ask Alec Bledsoe. Alec Bledsoe, you're on the clock. Is a LS a small block Chevy? Is an LS, let me be capital, capital L, so it doesn't look like is. Is an LS a small block Chevy? Bam. That's my Chevy source. He's an LT guy. He does LS stuff. He's in that gay world. So if he says no, I'm taking his word for it. Ashley Fox says, that's a Bill of Coyote, right? Yes, Bill of Coyote. Look, Joel Steele, Okay. Let's talk about it. Joel Steele is going to come out with a billet, coyote, stick shift, 
S197 tube chassis deal. He says, depends on who you ask. Well, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. <laughs> so let's say Joe Steele comes out of the gate, runs a 6 1 at 235. Is he now the quickest and fastest door slammer modular blah 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 ever? Someone like Keith Ray would go, well, that's a billet block. What the fuck does that matter? It it's a coyote. So that's what we're gonna get into this. That's the next up-and-coming argument you're gonna start to see people make. Well, it's only a record if it's as Cass Ford. You're racing. You motherfuckers are driving back half, back half. Your whole chassis is fucking a tube and you drop the body on it. So, fuck the motor. If the motor's billet and you can swing it and it's a Coyote based, it's a Coyote record. So if if uh, Joel Steele comes out and stick shift runs quicker than Brett, Joel Steele has the Coyote record. Well, Aside from MMR. Not actually what I think, but using Alex's logic. He's the best person to ask. Consider Gen 3, Gen 4, small block Chevrolet. Uh, Ola Bro says, Rico, ¿Tú le pondrías un 2015? Okay. ¿Tú le pondrías a un 2015 un Roush kit? ¿Tiene un 350? Okay. What the fuck? Carajo. Ola Bro, ¿Tú le pondrías a un 2015 un Roush kit? Tune? ¿O un 350 kit? Tune? See, uh, he the question doesn't make sense. Ah, uh, esa pregunta no vale porque son dos diferentes cosas. He's asking a Roush kit tune or a 350 kit tune. Tú estás hablando del cold air. Are you talking about the cold air? I don't know what he's talking about. Does the LS have a lot of architecture copied from the 351 Windsor? Uh, that's a great question too. I would say no. But it would be interesting if you can fit a Windsor head and manifold on an ls oh please somebody do it please gm said gen 3 small block his new car is going to be king daddy stick car correct he hopes to be yes looks to be serious or the old lt4 from the first zr1 i forgot about that okay does the two valve count as a coyote no does a two-valve count as a coyote if someone installed coyote rods in it asking for a friend? No. LS head fit on a small block. Alex, would you put a sleeve 5.0 and 1100 horsepower turbo Gen 2 or a Ford Racing Illuminator? Ford Racing Illuminator. Dep okay. Who sleeved the 5.0? Carter's TV. Because you can make 1100 on a Ford Racing Illuminator high compression all day. Oh, cold air. Okay, Rico says cold air. Yes, I would get a 350 cold air because it's 110 millimeter. It's set deep down in there, and the shield is wonderful. I think they're similar. When you look at the design of a 350 cold air, it closely mimics a Roush no-insert cold air intake. But for my money, Rico, GT350 cold air. Kenobi Frank says, it has more in common with the 351 than a small block Chevy. Universally, says TJ, the term small block Chevy refers to a 95 to 2000 Gen 1 small block. But an LS Gen 3 or Gen 4 Chevrolet small block, the LS9, your ZR1, is a Gen 4 small block Chevy. Alec Bledsoe says, I would say the definition is no. I agree. 
a small block would be old school 350. It's small block rules in class racing. Can an LS enter a small block rules race? Question mark. It said raise. If a sanctioning body says small block Chevy allowed any stroke and you show up with an LS3 and they say that's not a small block Chevy, the argument ends. The argument ends. If Mod Motor Nationals allows Coyotes to race, it's a Mod Motor. What's the best Coyote timing change setup? Coyote timing change setup? Well, they do sell an upgraded double roller timing chain, but I'm not 100% sure who sells that. You would have to ask an engine builder. I would ask your favorite engine builder. I would ask Keith Ray. I would ask um, FFRE and see what they got, and maybe they carry parts. Crash Cybertruck shown in Farzad Melbashi's close-up video. By those rules, what stops someone from putting whatever bullshit bill of block or stock block coyote in a rail dragster and setting a record? Absolutely nothing. Johnny Trance, door slammer, is now going to be a asterisk. Door slammer, meaning a car with a VIN number and a factory firewall. I think a lot of people even have rules about that. Like, why is that a thing? But factory firewall, VIN number intact, doors, steel roof and quarters, right? But you'd be the fastest door slammer. If you installed a twin turbo in a, on a rail, you could lay claim to the fastest, quickest, coyote-powered anything dragster on the planet so whatever you got a rico uh yes ashley fox says you can fit a 302 351 head on als however the valves are backwards there's some videos on youtube hallbrook racing i believe did something like that uh, advice on uh how to buy an oem gentry short block apart from ford obviously power by the hour power by the hour i think stocks Gen 3 motors. It's new. Is it a small block? Rules just under 400 cubic inch. Well, Alec Bledsoe got back to me. Thank you, Alec Bledsoe. I know you don't have to answer. I know you're probably working. So, shout out to you and shout out to Late Model Performance, LMP of MD. Well, his answer was, my, my question to him was, can an LS enter a small block rules rate? He said, well, they kind of all have their own rules per engine. Now, like a small block Ford 8.2 deck, blah, 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 is this weight. An LS standard deck is this weight, but a tall deck is another weight. But if some backyard stuff, I would say yes. I watched it live, and it was pretty funny. Okay, cool. Appreciate that. Take it. I appreciate that. So he understands what I'm saying. He understands what, what I'm trying to get at, and he's not married to the idea of modular or one-term encompassing everything. I come from the old school. When I think small block Chevy, I think a 400, a 350, a 383, a 427. That's what I think when I think, I'm talking old school. When I think small block Ford, obviously, up to 460 cubic inch, 
any motor, any block, a man of war block, A4 block, you name it. Billet Noonan, 460, whatever. I, that's what I think when I could think of small block Ford. Modular, I think it's everything. When you say the word modular to me, I immediately go to overhead cam. And then I say, which modular? And then you say two valve, okay. Three valve, okay. Four valve, okay. Coyote, okay. It's not that hard. Modular covers everything. Now you have to break it down as to which modular you're talking about. NMR timing components are fantastic. Like chains, guys, stay away from the tensioners, though. I think it all revolves around the board spacing. Getting rid of my Roush catback, trying to reduce, trying to decide between Cooks or Magnaflow catback. What do you recommend? I love Magnaflow Street Series. Nice. Glad he got back to you. No, he's a good dude. I, I like him. Look, again, anyone who's going to do work on my Corvette is going to be him. I'm going to say I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Like, the, the, the plan, look, once a Fairmont gets a cage, mini tub and the right wheel setup that i want the rest is up to me interior belts wiring motor block that's all up to me that could take however long i want but the corvette there's a budget set to the side because it's going to need a transmission because second gear is grinding it's going to need a clutch it's going to need a fuel system and i would have i would be honored if alec bledsoe got me tuned up for e85 and I'd come down here, live on 800 horsepower, get cooling mods done to it so in the summertime I could fuck around without having 180 IATs. And that car will be done. I'm not looking to go crazy with that car because some people build the car so high-end and so stupid, it becomes undrivable. And I don't want that. The Benadryl is kicking in. Guys, that shit is magic. That shit is magic. I, I'm blown away that they don't make like a... Well, they do make like a shot. That you have long-term relief, but I guess I don't like getting tests done. I fucking hate that shit. Because then, like, you're allergic to everything. You got to get rid of your dog. I'm like, fuck you. It's all community-made terms and all made up for debate. I agree. SVT performance. See, you're run SVT performance. <coughs> what if a guy has a regular... What if a guy has a Roush? Are you not going to allow him on SVT performance? Small block... 460 small block Ford is insane. Yeah, they make a 460 small block Ford. Architecture is the best way to differentiate. I agree. ESS G2, full exhaust, Gen 3, 810 car. What pulley would get you around 800 horsepower, pump 85, 115? Probably a 110. Oh, wait, uh, with, a gen, with a G2? Probably a 110, maybe a 105. Because it needs all the help it can get. Alec, what are your thoughts on cash day events slowly becoming big money? GTR dominating everything because they have tons of money. Sorry, I know it's completely unrelated. Get ready to have no prep events be dominated by all-wheel drive vehicles. And you cannot outlaw them. If you want to outlaw no prep all-wheel drive vehicles, you're crazy. You are now, there are people out there that will build a DSM, a truck, Trackhawk, Audi, GTRs, Subarus. You are basically saying, all I want is Fox Bodies and Malibus to show up to a no prep event and spin and probably die. Where GTRs, Subarus, and most all-wheel drive and Ford F-150s get down safely. And dominate those events. 
So now what's going to happen? Let's say you own a no prep car that's quick, but it just can't compete in an eighth mile with a F-150. I'm saying no prep, virgin, nothing. A lot of the races you see on 1320, Valley Racing, da 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 those streets have better prep than Palm Beach International Raceway ever did. So no prep is different. Literally, bare asphalt, you put down your pimp juice, and vaya con Dios. What's going to happen is the rear-wheel drive Malibu, Camaro, Mustang, traditional muscle car owner that has a decent no prep car is going to be disillusioned. And he's not not going to show up to those events because they have no shot against a GTR. They have no shot against an F-150. Or they have a disadvantage. So you might have to make a rear-wheel drive class. The problem with cash days is run what you brung. So let's say you enter a cash day. You know it's going to be on Virgin Road. Do you enter with a rear-wheel drive car? Knowing GTRs, Audis, and F-150s are going to show up. Like back of the track no prep in Orlando is starting to become a huge thing. And I'll show you some of that. Orlando back half racing. Oh, look at this. OSW no prep racing. This is from G2K Racing. Shout out to G2K Racing. Please don't uh, copyright my shit. I'm trying to get you some some views. Hopefully you guys subscribe to them. I'm going to subscribe because, boom, I'm going to use their stuff. So shout out to them. So this is Orlando Speed World. Look at the amount of people. It's popular. And they got DJ. And look at what they're doing. They're racing the back half towards the line. It is so popular. Right. So that Cobra would have gotten absolutely smoked by anything that was four-wheel drive. And when I'm scrolling here, I don't see any. Okay, I see a Dodge truck. But it's against up against some trash that's probably stupid fast. And this thing is probably mostly stock. So let's see how the Dodge truck fares. <coughs> okay, it's got a stack. And look at that. The Dodge truck wins. Okay? So the Dodge truck beat up a car that's probably a five-second eighth-mile car just because of the fact that he had some bad shit. Now, look at this Fox body. It looks mean as fuck, right? They do shit. So, if you're going to make cash days and you're going to allow all-wheel drives to come in there, you're going to disillusion rear-wheel drive guys. So, you're going to start hearing a bunch of complaining that they should have their own class. So, that's my issue with those. That is 100% my issue with those. Now, do I like the fact that Orlando's doing that? Absolutely. Tracks need to stay open. Right now, tracks are at the tippity-top of going to shit. 
Orlando Speedworld has a good back half and straight. Bradenton doesn't. Bradenton has this weird whoop dee whoop downhill thing, so they might not be open to back half racing. So again, the cash day stuff and the all-wheel drive stuff is going to be suspect. I would never build a rear-wheel drive car to do no prep stuff. It would be an F-150. The more rules, the worse the racing. All the best racing, drag asphalt, over dirt, doesn't matter. For the true enthusiasts, prefer, prefer to watch participate in only set classes by weight and tire. All the drive Civics and F-150s are going to dominate no prep events. We'll watch the show tomorrow while hauling the black gold. The flagger is whack. Yeah, a lot of people don't like him jumping around and shit. But he's the guy that does the shit at the pad. So he, he's got a name. Some separate, some separate into all-wheel drive and all-wheel drive classes already around my area. I want an all-wheel drive coyote so bad, that's not a truck. Me too. I can't believe no one has even fucked with it. Most of the fast no prep cars don't have front end on them, have a lot of weight in the rear of the car. And John Donathan Navarro says, Ben Calmer's A3, MTD2, or T56 on the Gen 3. If you want to keep your shifter, drive shaft, cross member, and clutch, Ben Calmer's A3. Braden Horton says, Alex, I can't decide. Boss 302 or Supercharged 15 to 17. You can find a car with a blower for so cheap right now. 550s are such nicer interior. The boss is worth getting a maker nicer inside. No. If you want a great, comfortable ride and feeling like you're in this century, you get yourself into an S550 and up. If you want a good, hardcore drag race car that you can turn into something decently quick, the Boss 202 is a decent car, and it's actually a really good road racing car. Like, if you want to do dailying, road racing, and a little bit of drag racing, the Boss 202 is a triathlete. A little late, but got to gotta, gotta watch tomorrow. Hashtag FLKA. Absolutely. Remind me of that Tesla racing channel and the P90 back in the day. A buddy of mine tried to race his all-wheel drive Sierra, dig or die, no prep, and they said they would not let him race. Will the firm be faster than the GT500 in the quarter? That's the goal. The quickest the, 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 the GT500 went in the quarter with me, and it was 8-1 at 167. Got that video. It's all over the place. Just go check. Turbo 400, 10-5 to 5 compression motor. Now it's got 12-1 to 1 compression. That doesn't mean it's going to be quicker. But now it's stick shift. So my goal is to get it into the eights and sell it, or at least put it up for sale. If no one buys it, that's fine. I'll shove a set of 20s on it, put a synchronized transmission in it, because my goal is 8.99. The moment it goes 8.99, mission accomplished, I could probably lower the power, put a differential in it, not a spool. The problem is it still has an anti-roll bar, so it's not going to drive all that great. And um, put some 20s on it and enjoy the car. There was a big no prep in New York at the airstrip. The GTR that won had to drive around the rear wheel drive cars. What about Murdenova? <laughs> There's an all wheel drive S550 on YouTube, guys, almost done with. I last checked. That's been going on for about 10 years. I haven't heard shit about that. Um, what common symptoms would dirty fuel injectors have? 70,000 miles 5.0, it's stalling sometimes. Dirty fuel injectors typically have a misfire and if your misfire if, if your misfire mat monitors are still active it'll throw a misfire before you start feeling any issues boss 2 with the voodoo would be sweet can't control the cam phasing can't control the cam phasing because of the computer he might have an all-wheel drive but it's more street up i love ryan martin he got the best of everything i know that i could be him because i'm most street i love this elon musk go fuck yourself but i love it Go fuck yourself. A while back, I've seen a video of a twin turbo all-wheel drive 16 Camaro fire, but it was on YouTube. Thing was nasty. Can't wait to see the Fairmont running again, and the goal with the Fairmont is to have a 1513 in the back, low, mini tub, safe cage, 
Run seven, stock bottom, and coyote. Non-built, non-regapped, stock bottom, and coyote. Probably a Gen 2. Run, see if I can run a 790 because if you want to go quicker than 790, it becomes insanely more expensive. I just realized, isn't your Fairmont a Futura model? Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Yes, my my Fairmont is the bigger Ford Fairmont Futura model. Alex, why do twin turbo Vipers never do digs on the street? I never see them doing that. They're just not built for that. The clutch is on the smaller side. The weight bias is all front weight. Those things have all bunch of front weight. They're not well suited for dig racing unless you stick an auto in it and a big ass tire. And then you're going to have trouble making it hook. So it's just super front heavy in my opinion. Best car to go into sticks your racing, 11 to 20 500 Boss to a 2 or build the Fox. Build the Fox, brother. Look, my Fox body, and I have a small block forward Fox body out there, probably could go 9s with nitrous. Now, this is the goal with that car. Again, I have a lot of, uh, you know, stuff in the fire. 10s, which I think it'll do no problem. Then run 9s, stick, nitrous, and then probably stick a C4 in it and see how well I can do with a C4 and nitrous and before the motor blows up is an illuminator a stock bottom and coyote no stock means as built from ford ford performance offers that built by performance assembly solutions with manly rods and pistons alex what wheels on your zr1 ford star cf10s vipers don't dig because the weight distribution they can't hook elon calling out people trying to blackmail him that was great if you guys didn't see that advertisers left Twitter because they made it seem that he was an anti-Semite or supported anti-Semitism because on Twitter, people thought a lot of anti-Jewish stuff was happening. So advertisers left and he literally said, don't advertise, go fuck yourself. I love people that have fuck you money. Can I be frank? Says Vipers are 50-50. Okay, then show me one that digs well on the street. To be honest, the guys got, the people have money. The people that drive Vipers, okay, it's a weird thing. They're awesome roll cars, but dig cars, I don't know if it's a clutch issue. I'd love to know the diameter of the clutch, and that will probably have more to say as to why they don't dig race that much. Have you ever taken a date in the Fairmont, enormous tits? Uh, no. Oh, I took a girl on the Fairmont, and she thought she was going to die. And the amount of headliner dust in her eyes was hilarious. Um, LCX, L6F says, Can I go 4TB sound my 2 turbo 5 with 91 in meth? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the meth to be your octane adder. I would only trust the meth to be... Uh, I would only trust the meth to be... Cooling. Alec Bledsoe asked me if I'm trying to enter a race or something. No, just debating on the live right now there you go he's good people i like him a lot i don't like a lot of people but him i like and i met him and it was nice to meet him unfortunately it was short but i'll i'll, I'll bring my car up there one day and we'll, we'll hammer it out i think i still got a little ford in my blood help the zero one would look sick with forged lines i don't got that kind of money i do but everyone now has forged lines i think cf10s look perfect on that car elva galarga says which we prefer typhoon or the all-wheel drive explorer xp8 typhoon by far by far the typhoon 
not a Ford nut hugger. Cyclone and Typhoons are badass shit. So are Buick T-Types and Grand Nationals. I mean, they've gone sixes, but that's out of track. What do you see doing first? Running a number or offloading the Fairmont? Or doing running a number and offloading the Fairmont? I would never offload the Fairmont. The Fairmont would never be offloaded. It'd be run a number and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. I'm not going to be able to afford a car that goes sixes. That takes hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's unreasonable. A 790 car that I can probably still drive around to get ice cream and go to car shows with all day. All day. You got to know your limits. Same with the GTRs. The drivers have money is all. They get dusted on the light, but the money and the power lets them come around up top. True. Alex, want to give some hints on the Viper review? I have a friend. Okay. The guy that bought my Fairmont motor, the Coyote motor and the 6R80. Sorry, no. The 6R80 went back to Jake. He bought the motor, the blower, uh, the exhaust, the headers, the whole shit. That guy owned a Gen 5 Viper. And I said, you do? Do you mind if I review it someday? He goes, whenever you want. So I'm going to ask for the keys one weekend and put it next to my cars and just imagine what my life would be like with three of the top tier cars of the big three, the Viper, the ZR1, and the GT500. But I'm mostly going to review it because I've never had a long-term review of a Viper that someone just gave me the keys and trusted me with. Now, this particular Viper is black Heads, cam, chops good, good tune-up, runs good. He said it don't spin for shit. It hooks everywhere. And he said it has the best shifter position he has ever felt in any car. And I said, better than a ZR1? Because the shifter position in a ZR1 is pretty baller. And he says, yes. So I can't wait to review it just to see what my thoughts are with that car. I'm sure you've seen many people review Vipers, but not someone who actually knows car shit. In terms of racing, a lot of YouTubers, but not people that tune, race, own certain vehicles. Who would you build the 5458 short block that won't cost 35000 plus? That would be uh, Keith Ray, by far. What happened to the guy with the blue twin turbo Viper that was clout chasing? He street, he did street digs, no idea. Oh, I miss headliner dust. 392G Rubicon going for 130K. Joe switches Viper have a roughly 10 inch clutch twin disc and it weighs damn near 600 pounds, 60 pounds. It's gearing and a suspension issue. Ready to see some more Fairmont updates and Fox Body ones. I'm gonna take the dash off. I'm gonna okay. Saturday, I'm gonna get down there. I'm gonna dyno the GT500. It's running great with the new plugs. I'm hoping to make 1200. Okay, that's the goal. 1200 on that dyno uh on a hub dyno it'll make more but on that dyno 1200 is the goal and i think it'll do it then take the dash off of the fairmont i'll probably do that all in one video a car that runs sixes you've kind of been there you were the crew for the gray goose right so that's how come i knew how much it takes to go sixes it is insanely difficult and expensive would you throw him an offer for the Viper? Well, someday, but he I know what he bought it for, and it's well into the well into the it's it's over $120,000. Can someone explain what Motec does and is? It's an operating system to control your car similar to Holly or Fuel Tech. Um can I be Frank says I want to drive can I be Frank says I want to drive it. Should I keep my Gen 3 bullet or get something else? Dear hit my car on a road trip and might be totaled. I yeah, get it. Get, I don't know. Whatever the hell you want. What the fuck do you want me to do? Matt Farah has a dud horse all weekend for review. Can't wait to hear the deep-throating action on Ford. Will Ultimate Headers produce C6 Headers? No, they will not, unfortunately. Rosh Kidder Whipple for 11 S197. Honestly, they make a front-feed Whipple for Gen 1 
it tunes super nice, I must admit. The 132 throttle body on a Gen 1 is probably my favorite setup to tune. Now, the TVS hits harder down low. How do you want your power delivered? Hard down low or a little soft down low and more top end power, which is the Whipple. Fox Body content anytime soon. Um, it's cooled down, so I got to get some time. But I, what, what do you want to see? More 60 to 130? I've already done that. I've already done some dig stuff, so I got to get a 2.8 track. I haven't done anything to it except drive it once a week and enjoy it. So it's like an aftermarket computer? Yes, as a 650 Dart Horse Valley 10 speed. He might become the first S550 to run eights with an ESS. We just got to get him to a track that hooks, and I think he'll be okay. Are you looking at forward training boxing matches? So <clears throat> Benavidez won the other day, and he wants Canelo. Canelo is in a different part of his career. He's looking for super fights. So Canelo would be better suited to fight Terrence Crawford. Two undefeated guys who were at one point undisputed in their weight divisions. Benavides is awesome. Bit of a monster. But I think he still has a lot to go to be able to challenge Canelo. Can he beat Canelo? Probably. But I think, unfortunately, he's either too late or Canelo is on the downturn of his boxing career, and he just wants mega, mega, stupid $60 million fights, and Benavidez is not a $60 million fight. Crawford is. We will see whatever you put on there. Um, 60 to 130 in the GT500 would be a nice video. It won't hook Carter's TV. It won't hook at all. I'll try. Once he had a track in the 8th, um, uh, I'll try. Someone already ran an 8 with the ESSG4. They posted it on the Facebook page. Oh, there you go. So there goes that. Maybe he'll be the second or third. How much juice do you think Cybertruck used drag racing the Porsche while towing another Porsche? How much juice? Oh, um, I probably took away 50 miles of range. So if I had 250 miles of range in order to tow a 911 Porsche in the drag strip and beat another Porsche... It probably took about 50 miles out of it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you very much for hanging out with me for a little bit. Today, we talked about Ford dealerships dropping Ford. Ford blaming the UAW for killing its EV investment. Cybertruck running down or beating a Porsche while towing a Porsche. Cybertruck being bulletproof. Cybertruck having 17 inches of clearance, having steering by wire. And we talked about is a modular, is a Coyote a modular or only 5.4, 4.6, and 5.8 are modulars. Then we talked about LS, small block Chevy stuff, a very wide ranging conversation. I love shows like this. A lot of stuff gets out there. Late model performances. I left the shop, just came home, must have missed the small block convo. Yes, sir. Go back to the uh, beginning and you'll be like, okay, or at least go back about 45 minutes. And you'll be able to catch the meat of it while I talk to you on the phone. I'm out of here. See you guys later. Rollmaster is a good double roller. Oh, there you go. Rollmaster is a good double roller. Craig Wall says there has been an ESS blower that has run eights. 2020, 100% uh, ESS, 100% Gen 3 car close to me. There you go. So someone has already run eights. Maybe Valley 10 Speed will be the second. I'm out of here. I will see you guys Sunday. Peasant Chat. The goal is to get the GT500 dynoed on uh, Saturday. If that works well, get the dash out of the uh, Fairmont Saturday. Do it all in one video. Uh, then I'll get on the Peasant Chat Sunday, let you know how it goes. And if everything goes well, I'll edit that video and release it 
Sunday night like I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Have a good rest of your Thursday. I'll see most of you on Sunday. If not, catch the potential video coming out later on that Sunday, probably around 5 or 6 o'clock is when I air the videos. Have a good rest of your night. See you guys later. Bye.